chapter 3. Let me show you what I learned in the army. Soldiers will always be my heroes. When I was a child, my father would come home from work in his army uniform, and I'd rush to help pull off his boots in the hopes of getting the quarter he had stuffed into the sides of one of them. As I grew, I watched my two older brothers, invincible heroes in my eyes, each don an army uniform, and I wanted to be just like them. I remember seeing my eldest brother Robert in full gear beside one of the trucks he drove, and I thought he was a green camouflage stormtrooper from Star Wars. My brother Larry wore desert tans, DCUs, and battle dress greens, EDUs, and digitized pattern grays, ACUs, moving up the ranks from E1 to E8, a constant true north to set my compass by. I'll always look up to my parents and to my big brothers for their valiant service to our great nation, just as I know our children will look up to us for ours. While growing up, when I saw someone in a military uniform or I met someone who used to be in the Army, to me they instantly became the experts on anything in life. I remember Danny Shanahan. The first time I met Danny, I was 14 years old in Fort Mojave, Arizona. My family had just arrived in town, and I'd found the closest church to our house, First Baptist Church of Fort Mojave, and I started attending. The youth pastor's name was Daryl Shanahan. He took me under his wing and made me feel like I was a part of the group, not just the new guy. Daryl told the youth group one night that his little brother Danny was coming home from the United States Army's basic training course. I couldn't wait to meet him. Danny showed up at church the following Sunday in his Class A uniform, and I became his shadow. What was basic training like? You ever shot anyone? Do you have any tips for me? Because I, I hope to join one day. Danny soaked up my hero worship and began to teach me in the Jedi ways of the Army Force. Only 19, he was still the epitome of cool. He had a car, real-life Army training, and best of all, let me hang around him. Most of the crazy things I did as a young man came about as a result of Danny saying, let me show you something I learned in the Army. For instance, one day Danny said, Stephen, it's time we got six-pack abs. Let me show you something I learned in the Army. Danny told me that soldiers would throw heavy medicine balls onto each other's tightened stomachs, and the shock to the abs created quick six-packs. Because we didn't have any medicine balls handy, he took out a long tube sock, filled it to the brim with hard Arizona sand, mixed inevitably with some rocks. He tied off the end and said, that was just as good. He had me lie down on the ground, and he threw the pack sock at my stomach. It hurt, but I could feel the abs forming. One or two throws at each other's stomachs inspired him to speed up the process. He went into his father's shed and came out with a 10-foot ladder. He then explained that the greater the distance, the harder the impact, and therefore the faster the growth of the abs. Naturally, because he was the best shot being Army trained, he would be the first to fire the sock at me. So I lay down at the foot of the ladder, closed my eyes, tightened my stomach, and waited for the painful impact. It came about six inches below my stomach. I couldn't stand properly for hours. Danny assured me that sometimes that happened in the Army, too. One day... Danny decided we were taking our sight for granted and needed to have a greater appreciation for those who were blind. He said, let me show you something I learned in the Army. 
and he handed me a blindfold and told me that for an entire day, we would both go without sight. Everywhere we went, we had to keep the blindfold on. By that evening at his parents' dinner table, I was bruised and battered from running into things all day long. I had fallen down a flight of stairs, twisted my ankle, and cut my forehead on a low-hanging tree branch. I was excited the day was coming to a close. Mrs. Shanahan said, Stephen, would you mind taking off your blindfold so we can eat dinner? I told her, ma'am, Danny and I have decided to stay blindfolded all day long to get a better appreciation for those without sight. Her reply, Stephen, Danny hasn't had a blindfold on at all today. He's just been walking beside you, watching you walk into things. Danny told me that sometimes the Army taught hard lessons. Getting ready for prom, I was again lured into the convincing advice of what my mentor had learned in the Army. He was going to be a chaperone for the dance and felt we both needed to look good for the evening. He decided that would require having a nice tan. I lived in Arizona. I had a built-in tan. But, Danny said, let me show you something I learned in the Army. We had five hours until the dance started, so Danny convinced me that we needed to speed up the tanning process in order to effectively tan in time. He took out a bottle of no-sun suntan lotion. We both stripped down, covered ourselves in it, and then laid out on lawn chairs. Danny had no neighbors for miles. The idea was to combine the tanning effects of the lotion with the natural effects of the sun and thus double the speed in which we tanned. In order to ensure that we tanned evenly on both sides, Danny took out a tape player and put on Air Supply's greatest hits. After every song, we were supposed to flip over, and when the tape was done, we would be too. I awoke two hours later to the sound of Danny snoring. I looked over at him and screamed. He awoke with a start, saw me, and returned the scream. Stephen? You're orange and blistered. We had fallen asleep during the very first song and then baked in the Mojave Desert for two hours. The lotion turned our skin a bright orange and the sun blistered us everywhere. My date danced with a lot of other people that night. I have now completed basic training twice, once as an enlisted soldier and once as an officer. I've also spent over 15 years in the Army since graduating basic training and have been deployed to combat twice. Even with all of that experience, I still have not learned a third of the things Danny Shanahan convinced me he had learned in the time he spent in initial Army training. But Danny remains one of my heroes, because like my big brothers and like my father, he served in the Army that I love so much. I met someone recently who reminded me that fathers can look up to sons just as much as sons can look up to their fathers. I was sitting on a wooden bench in front of fully up-armored tactical space vehicles and huddled around a small, well-worn chess set with several chess pieces that had been re-glued together. As the sun was beginning to set on Camp Cropper, Planet Hope, I asked the gentleman sitting across the board from me a question. How long have you been in the military, Sergeant Smith? Sergeant Smith looked about 65 years old but was just in his mid-50s. The effect was enhanced by the fact that he had just come off of a mission and his deep-seated facial creases were lined with dark, dried dirt. Fifteen years now, sir. I was going to get out, but my son changed my mind. Your son changed your mind? Yes, sir. 
I had done my time, and my son convinced me to re-enlist. I wasn't going to, but then he got killed while fighting in Kirkuk, and I signed back on in honor of his service. He died fighting two years ago today. I saw a wet streak of grime run down his face without embarrassment. I asked if I could pray for him and his family on this, the anniversary of his son's sacrifice. Sixteen hats flew off dirty, bowed heads, and I prayed my heart out. When I finished, I reached my finger over to my king and slowly set it on its side. Soldiers will always be my heroes. I'm sure green beans exist somewhere on Earth, but I've only ever seen them on military fobs, forward operating bases, off-world. It's funny. Off-planet in the barren, tan desert, I drank it green beans. On good old green terra firma, I drink at a place called Starbucks. Go figure. I am addicted to spice chai lattes from green beans. They taste like melted pumpkin pie. I was impatiently waiting for my fix to be fixed when Sergeant Smith walked in to get his daily dose of liquid sunshine. As soon as he saw me, he broke into a big smile and said he'd been looking for me. Apparently, after I'd finished our game of chess and prayed for him, his family, and his unit's protection, Sergeant Smith's group was called out on a mission. Someone had been spotted digging a hole near the camp. As a side note, if you are a treasure hunter and decide to go digging for some of the oldest treasures in the galaxy, I would recommend doing it somewhere far away from the watchful eyes of a U.S. military installation, as it will quickly summon a large group of well-armed soldiers hopped up on caffeine and a little disgruntled at having been called away from their spice chai lattes. Anyway, when they reached the location, no one was in sight, and they proceeded to do a dismounted reconnaissance of the area. Just then, from some unseen location, our aforementioned treasure hunter detonated his buried IED. A few hours later, Sergeant Smith's wife received a phone call on the anniversary of her son's death. It was from her husband, telling her that he loved her. Due to some miscalculation or hasty plant, or perhaps divine intervention, not a single soldier or vehicle was harmed by the detonation. The spice chai latte sat forgotten on the counter as Specialist Nelson, Captain Morgara, Sergeant Smith, and I huddled in a circle in the middle of green beans on an isolated little planet called Hope and thanked God for a father's protection. <laughs>